Welcome to the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show, where we talk all things fantasy football, from player news, rankings, projections, and even trade advice. Everything to help you win your fantasy football league. And now, your hosts, Bob Miller and Tommy Harvey. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show brought to you by DynastyProsFootball.com, your source for everything Dynasty League football. I am your host, Bob Miller, and of course I have my co-host here with me, Tommy Harvey. Tommy, how are you doing, sir? Man, what is up with you tonight? Man, nothing much. Uh, you know, just reading through this news, you know, the, the, you know, the smoke is clear, the dust is settled through this waiver wire period this week. And uh, just trying to put together a team, um, you know, competitive team this weekend with all these injuries and whatnot. So, uh, you know, let me ask you a question, man. How was, uh, how'd your fantasy teams do this past weekend? Yeah, we're not going to dive too far into that. I, I believe you know very well how my fantasy teams did this week. I'm trying to rub <laughs> it in. Eh, maybe just a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, yeah, you had it in the bag Monday night until uh, – you know, Kenyon Drake broke off that long run right at the end of the game, score that touchdown. That that gave me a nice little victory over you. And, and, and I'll tell you, that affected so many leagues out there, so many outcomes out there. Gosh almighty, I saw so many tweets and, and whatnot out there. With people winning by like half of a point because of that that touchdown. And, and so it was a uh, – I don't know. It's pretty cool. I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, you know, I was a big, big believer in Kenyon Drake going into this season – in fact, you own Kenyon Drake in a, in a couple of leagues, and I own a lot of Kenyon Drake, so it was it was nice. It was a relief. It was great to see him actually put up some some good fantasy points, especially in PPR. I think he you know rocked out like over twenty eight points. That was nice. That was good to see. I hope we see more of it. But I will tell you, I think he has established himself as that early down back. It's no one's really worrying too much now. I think it kind of puts the Chase Edmonds uh, hopefuls to bed in a way. They're I mean, that's what happens when you play the Dallas defense. That is true. No, <laughs> you know, we won't get into that. I don't want to insult your your precious Cowboys, but it you know it, it's been a little rough on them this year. But um, yeah, yeah. So it, it's good to see you know if people are out there that are Kenyon Drake owners or if they've uh, um, you know I. I Heck, there was one league I benched him, you know, so I wished I would have played him, but uh, it was kind of hard to play him when you have uh, better options uh, to throw out there. So, yeah, it was nice to see uh, nice to see the Drake actually do something uh, this season. So let's dive into some of the uh, hot rumors right now. Um, this has come out a couple of hours ago, but uh, Adam Schefter is reporting that uh, there are several teams – that are expressing interest in signing Antonio Brown, and it seems that the Seahawks are looking like the front runners right now. Um, AB is just the, the AB rumors are just not going to go to bed. He's eligible to come back next week uh, after Week Eight, so I guess he he can play Week Nine. So these teams are starting to jump in line uh, to you know, pick him up. Listen, uh, he's been a little bit of a headache. Um, but gosh almighty, he's an incredible wide receiver on the field. I, I couldn't see uh, teams not really wanting to mess with him. I'm a big, big Baltimore Ravens fan. We really, really could use a nice uh, wide receiver out there, and I, I wouldn't mind having A.B., but the Seahawks are, are one of those teams um, that are interested in him. I, I'll tell you one of the teams I really think that may, may sign him, and, and 
I've thought it all along would be Tampa. Um, he, he, he wants to play with Tom Brady. Tom Brady wants to play with him. And I get it. They've got Mike Evans. They've got Chris Godwin. But, heck, if, if you can – Godwin's more of a slot anyways. If you line A.B. up out there, holy crap, you know. Well, also Brady got a little taste of him last year. And mm-hmm. he, he he seemed to really like him in that one game he played with him. So it's a possibility. I mean, when when when, <clears throat> when Tommy was signing with with Tampa, you know, this off season, I mean, that was kind of one of the things he he wanted them to sign Antonio Brown as well. He wants him there. So I don't know if he pulls like a Le'Veon Bell type of move where he wants to hop on and 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 try and go win a ring somewhere or not. I don't know. I. It's really hard getting into uh, AB's head, uh, honestly. I mean, the Seahawks. How can you not want to play with that team and play with someone like Russell Wilson? He's ex- he has expressed uh, multiple times that he would love to play in Baltimore um, and play with with Lamar Jackson and play with his cousin Marquise Hollywood Brown. So um, I'm really really interested in seeing where he goes. Uh, but uh, you know, rest assured, in in a week. Probably, if not in two weeks, he's going to be on an NFL roster, and um, you know how, how it just goes in line perfect with 2020. You know, let's let's sprinkle some more AB in there, and let's see how this uh, how we close this year out. So uh, I've already picked him up in a couple leagues. So yeah, yeah, and and that's what we kind of wanted to get into. You know, we don't want to touch too too much on this because you and I do the the Dynasty Pros waiver wire show on Monday nights to kind of get a head start. You know, have that have this podcast out on Tuesdays for everyone to kind of make make their claims and and you know put their their bids in and whatnot. But uh, you know, Antonio Brown is a guy. If you have some deep benches, or if uh, you just want to take a you know. I don't know. It's kind of a lottery pick. Go pick him up off the waiver wire right now. If you haven't, if he's in, if he's available in your your league, especially in a dynasty league or something, there, go and grab him right now. Um, it is no risk and high reward. So I certainly recommend grabbing Antonio Brown. I went to go grab him in a couple of leagues, bro. In the there's not a league that I'm in. I don't think that he has not been taken. Um, so eh, maybe a couple. Now that I think about it, but. Um, those are really I have really shallow benches in those leagues, so it's kind of hard to drop someone that I have already. So right. Well, my question about AB is, can he still play? I mean, he Absolutely. hasn't played in a year. Well, he hasn't played in a year and a half. So do we really know? Um, I mean, he he it, wasn't it, getting any. He wasn't getting any younger when no, he was in Pittsburgh. No. Yeah, um, but he's never shown any signs of of regression and and. I follow him on Snapchat and Instagram and things like that. And, and really the main reasons why is because he posts a crap ton of videos of him working out. Him, you know, working out and, and not, not lifting weights, but he does post some of that stuff. But he, he posts a lot of uh, videos of him running routes, catching balls, doing a lot of stuff outdoors. Um, so does Des Bryant, though. Yeah, Des Bryant. But Des is a little bit different. Des was showing uh, decline. A.B. wasn't. AB, AB has not shown the the slightest bit, but listen, he's 31 years old. He's not he's not a young guy. But um, comparing Des Bryant to Antonio Brown is a little hard. Um, Des has not played in a couple of years. I think AB is worth a shot. I absolutely think he becomes a fantasy relevant piece um, if he signs. I mean, even if he signs in Seattle, where they've got. 
you know, DK Metcalf, and they've got Tyler Lockett there. If he goes and signs there, I mean, how do you how do you not like that offense the way that Russell Wilson's playing? So, uh, you know, I I think he's a he's a nice waiver wire ad right now. Um, you know, it is Wednesday. All those waiver claims have gone through, and I doubt anyone's picked up AB. And if they haven't in your league, go grab him. So, <clears throat> what's some other guys that we should have picked up this week, and and hoping you know, that there may be a possibility that they're still sitting there after uh, after waivers process this morning. Who's some guys that stick out to you? Uh, there's uh, Tim Patrick in uh, yeah. Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's the he's the, he's the the wide receiver one in Denver right now. I don't think it, there's any denying that. Um, uh, Travis Fulgham in uh, Philly has really turned it on the last couple of weeks. Uh, granted, they don't really have anybody else to throw it to at the moment, but he's proven he's, he's reliable. Um Another Philly guy, Boston Scott, with uh, with Miles Sanders being down. Uh, Jarek McKinnon with Raheem Mostert being down. Um, and another guy, J.D. McKissick. If you need a, if if you're in desperate need of a of a running back or a flex option, I mean he's yeah, you know he's putting up you know nine ten points in a PPR league. You know, right? <clears throat> if you're in a pinch, uh, he's definitely a guy you can go pick up. I do like the uh, Tim Patrick call because I know there are, are there's a couple of leagues that he's still available in that I'm in. Um, I've picked him up in a few leagues, but listen, over the last his last three games, you know he's putting up uh, 15, 16 you know points per game in PPR leagues. So <laughs> go get that. I mean he's getting volume. He's getting you know seven, eight, nine targets a game. So uh, you definitely need to go grab him, Travis Fulgham. If I doubt he's available in any in any leagues, but gosh, if he is, go grab him. He's the real deal. You know, he's not some super stud, but he's getting peppered with targets, and that's you, you know that's what you want, especially in PPR leagues. Um, Boston Scott. It's just obviously with, like you said, with with uh, Miles Sanders going down yet again. Uh, Boston Scott be nice little cheap uh, cheap PPR points for you. Same thing with McKinnon, Raheem Mostert, just like you said, he's down again. Um, so go grab him. McKissick, like yeah, that's desperation, but you know, in case of emergency, break glass and go get JD McKissick. So um, absolutely. Who's who's some guys that we could cut? You know that you know that we've talked about this probably the other night, but who are some guys that stick out to you that? maybe we could uh, drop that maybe you wouldn't think of dropping. Well, a couple of weeks ago, somebody like De'Ernest De- Johnson was kind of a hot waiver claim. He hasn't really done anything since, so you probably drop nothing. him. Gosh. Um, no. Another guy, people aren't, aren't going to drop him because he's a solid handcuff, but he had a plus-plus matchup this past weekend and did nothing with it. It's Alexander Madison. I, I know that that's probably going to be a frustration cut, but I don't have a problem with it. Well, with, with, you know, with Dalvin going down, listen, if I'm a Dalvin owner, then I'm have, I, I am going to have Madison. I'm not going to let him go. Um, but there's a lot of people that did throw in a waiver claim last week uh, to get him. That If you're not a Dalvin owner, then you probably really don't need Alexander Madison. He is, it's a safe – you can let him go um, and let him be a headache to someone else. He's, he's just not going to do anything for you, so – Yep. Um, an- another guy, T.Y. Hilton. He's been 
he's been non-existent. You can get rid of him. There's yes. no reason to have him on your team. He's not going to do anything for you. And even if by some chance he does, it looks like it's just going to be an outlier. Yeah, yeah, he's not been fantasy relevant in, you know, two to three <laughs> years. Now, if you've got him on your team, you're in a dynasty league, and you can go trade him, <clears throat> get you like a second or third round pick. If you can get that, take it and run. Um but if, if, if you're kind of in a shallow league, if you're in redraft or anything like that, then um, you can cut him. He's not doing anything for you. He's going to kill you if he's in your starting lineup. He's going to kill you if he's, on, if he's on your bench. He's not relevant anymore. He's not putting up points. He's, he's worthless now. And I don't mean as a human being. He's just worthless in fantasy. Just, just move on. I mean – let's not live in the past and, and remember the good days, you know, four or five years ago with T.Y. Hilton. Those get those those are gone. Yep. Let's, let's go ahead and cut him. Now, th- th- there's a guy that I've, I talked about the other night um, that you and I probably don't necessarily see eye to eye on, um, but it just depends on uh, the situation for, for each fantasy team. And, and this guy I'm talking about that I think is droppable is Zach Ertz. It, it's a crazy thing to think. It's hard to say it because I've been a Zach Ertz fan, but I did say all off season and on tons of our podcasts and 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 whatnot. It's it it's the time to move on from Zach Ertz. Trade him now. You know, I was telling people to trade him three months ago uh, when he had fantasy value. Um, you know, get rid of him a year early versus a year too late, and. I mean, that's just maybe one of the few things that I've, I've shown that I've been right about. But he's going to be on your bench for a month. And he's not going to be able to play. With all these bye weeks and everything going on right now, it's hard to sit that, you know, to have that person kind of, you know, taking up that valuable bench space. Um, and then he hasn't done anything in weeks. Um, so I. I, I I say that if, if you need the roster spot, you need to pick somebody up, and you, you're kind of on the fence about Zach Ertz, and you just can't let yourself do it, I'm going to tell you it's okay. You know, take a deep breath and let him go. Let's I um, I kind of have – my issue with, with dropping Ertz, I, I get he's, he's going to be out for a couple weeks, but he is coming off a game where he just had 10 targets. It's kind of hard to drop a tight end who just had ten targets. Yeah, but but now we love targets. Don't get me wrong, but uh, you know, we, there's I don't know any leagues that are point per target. You know, it's point per reception. And yeah, but it's all about opportunity though too. And he's getting the opportunities. Trust me, man. I know, man. It's hard. It's it's a hard thing to 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 kind of cope with. And I, you know, I made a trade earlier today, and I acquired Zach Ertz. And he was kind of a throw-in in the deal. I was I made a trade to get Julio Jones, and the guy, this guy didn't want Zach Ertz on his team, so he threw him in the deal to get him off of his bench uh, to me. So I did pick him up, but I'm going to tell you, if something not, you know, I'm thinking there's a there's a part of me that's thinking about maybe cutting him loose and picking up Antonio Brown. Um, or something like that, you know. Even even J.D. McKissick. I mean, I would definitely like to have the running back depth than a mediocre fantasy tight end now, just kind of rotting away on my bench, uh, you know, for the next month. So yeah, yeah, that that's my thing. But I, I get it. I, I get it, man. It's hard to cut Zach Ertz uh, loose, but 
listen, what has he done lately? Well, I can look at, at it this way. He's been better with Dallas Goddard on the field, field with him, and when he comes back, Goddard will be back as well. So I mean, Ertz is a, Ertz is the type of tight end who who can win you who can win in the playoffs for you. I definitely agree. I just want to tell people. I just want people out there to know that if if push comes to shove and you've got to make that tough tough call and you're on the fence about cutting Zach Ertz, you can do it and just sleep easy at night. I'm gonna try and hold on to him in that one league. I'm I'm hoping for the best, but it's a shallow bench. And I've already got a couple of guys on my bench, and it's a keeper league. And I already have Eckler and Saquon Barkley on that bench. I've been riddled with injuries. So um, it's going to be really, really, really hard um, to do that. So I'm going to try. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to fight the good fight. But uh, something tells me in the next week or two I might be cutting him loose. So. Well, I, I can promise you this. If you cut him loose, I'm picking him up. Oh, I bet you are. I bet you are. Just like I did with Dalton Schultz, uh, you know, a few days ago. You picked That's exactly him. right. Yeah, you swiped him right up. So, so who's some guys that, uh, you know, we're talking about dudes to pick up, guys you can cut loose. Let's kind of transition into guys that maybe we'd like to maybe trade for, guys we're looking to acquire, and some guys that we're looking to trade away. We're, who are some guys that stick out to you, um, you know, that you're trying to buy right now? I don't know if we want to call this necessarily a – buy low, sell high type of thing, but just guys that you're trying to acquire. I mean, who's some who's some guys that really stick out in your mind? Um, we mentioned one earlier, Travis Fogel. Mm-hmm. Um, if that guy's going to get the type of opportunity he's been getting the last couple of weeks, and he's a, he's definitely a guy I would want on my team. Absolutely. Um, as far as other wide receivers go, uh, Robbie Anderson has been amazing this year. So is Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot and a lot of people don't I'm sure that there's a lot of people who don't realize that that those guys have been outstanding um Justin Jefferson has been great as a rookie those yeah, man, those are the type of guys I want oh gosh man and you have been listen you and I talk all the time and you have been a Justin Jefferson guy since day one I told you going since... in, going into the draft going into the NFL draft he was my number one wide receiver I know. And that was crazy because, I mean, that's over people like C.D. Lamb and Jerry Judy. Yeah, but and C.D. Lamb's been great, though, too, but Justin Jefferson has just been next level. Yeah, and, and I think it's because of the opportunity. I mean, he's C.D. Lamb's kind of the third re- receiver in a way. Um, Justin Jefferson's <laughs> kind of the, the other guy, uh, you know, the wide receiver, too. He's obviously what Stephon Diggs was up there and that he's filling in nicely. Um, so, yeah, yeah, Justin Jefferson has – has kicked ass, man. There, there's been a lot of rookies, especially at wide receiver, that are just really starting to take off. You know, T. Higgins and things like that. Yep. You know, some of T. Higgins. Guys. T. Higgins is another guy. If if there's people in your league who aren't realizing how good T. Higgins is, try to go get them. I think it would be kind of hard. I mean, you can acquire anyone in the right deal, but. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to pay full price for someone like T. Higgins or Justin Jefferson because anybody that has them on their team, <clears throat> excuse me, anyone that's rostered them for this long has been waiting for for these results. Yeah, so but they, they so they damn sure aren't gonna trade them to you now unless you. Uh, unless but there you might don't. be there might be the the right type of opportunity to do so though. Like say say somebody's down a running back and they have a they have depth at wide receiver. If they need a running back and you want Justin Jefferson or or T. Higgins, and they have plenty of wide receiver depth, 
trade from depth. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of like that trade I was referring to where I acquired uh, Julio Jones earlier from a guy. Uh, listen, he's 1-5. He's kind of out of it. And uh, you can keep kind of two players per position. And he already said, listen, my two keepers next year because they're so cheap is going to be uh, T. Higgins and Travis Fulgham. And so he had Kenny Galladay. He's got Kenny Galladay and, and Will Fuller and, and, and Julio Jones up for, you know, kind of on the trade trade block. And so I jumped in there and, and grabbed Julio from him. You know, I've, I'm making a run for the uh, championship in that league. So, yeah, yeah, it, it just depends on the situation. And, um, yeah, you can go out there and maybe get some of these guys if they're in a pinch with these bye weeks or if they're really hurting at running back. You know, go in there and try and take advantage, you know. So, you know, speaking of the running back, are there any running backs that we're, you know, we're looking to, to pick up? Because I know I've got about three or four of them that I'm targeting in, in a lot of deals right now. Um, You got you got Ronald Jones. He, mm-hmm. uh, he He's given you a lot the last couple weeks. Um, matter of fact, I I benched him in a league this past week, and I shouldn't have. <laughs> if I Matter of fact, it was that league I lost to you in, and if I wouldn't have benched him, I'd have won. But, you know, I, I decided I was going to start Alexander Madison because he had a plus-plus matchup, and it, didn't, it just didn't work out. But Rojo's a guy I, I'd definitely be targeting. Um, guys who are um, kind of not not giving a whole lot, but they're, you know, like J.K. Dobbins, um, but you know what his potential is. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm probably targeting J.K. I'm a big, big J.K. fan, but it depends on your league. If, it's your, if you're in a redraft league... That's hard to go after J.K., but gosh, if you're in a dynasty league, um, yeah, I, I would target him most definitely because uh, maybe somebody's growing a little frustrated or like we like we, we love to default to this, but if they are in a, a pinch with all these injuries that have occurred, you maybe you can swoop in there, take advantage, and maybe pick up like a J.K. So. Yeah, uh, other guys that, that are injured right now, um, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, Saquon Barkley, um, guys like that who guys may not have room on their roster for if it's a if, if it's a if it's a shallow bench. Um, mm-hmm. Try to go after. I still like think that. even if they do have deep uh, you know deep benches, I still think that someone like Saquon, why not go you know take a swing at it? You know, go to that Saquon owner and go, hey man, I'm interested in Saquon. What? Just just kind of you know, kicking the tires on this a little bit, but, you know, let's just say, what would you, if I was interested in bringing him on my team, man, what would you want? You know, throw it out there. Give it, hell, give it a shot. You know, they might want the sun and the moon, and if that's the case, then move on. But uh, you never know unless you ask. And um, he's certainly a target to go and get, you know, because people are kind of forgetting about him more and more as each week goes by. And and probably if you go and pick up Saquon right now, I mean, his his value is probably the lowest right now than it's ever been. Um, you know, so, I mean, since he was drafted, I mean, it's never been this low. He's injured, and, and that's that. Eckler and Nick Chubb, I mean, the, the news came out, with uh, you know, about Austin Eckler that, uh, uh, gosh, who was it, Coach uh, – oh, God, what did he say? I'm, for, I'm, I'm forgetting the coach's name all of a sudden there in uh, L.A., but uh, he was saying that um, he expects yeah, – Anthony Lynn, sorry. He expects Anthony Austin Lynn, e- yeah. you know, he expects Austin Eckler back later than sooner, which is not good news for an Austin Eckler owner. Um, you're, I've been clicking on stuff, 
you know, hoping to see things. I've been, you know, looking him up. I've been Googling him, just saying, hey, man, you know, how's he progressing? How's he doing? But, uh, you know, when Coach Anthony Lynn's saying, you know, expect him, you know, later than sooner, oh, that's not good because he's saying that his hamstring strain is very, very serious and uh, he doesn't expect him, you know, back anytime soon. And, and so that's that, that kind of puts in there, you know, go and get – you know, someone like Justin Jackson or something there, you know, to fill in. And I'm sure he's not available really in any leagues. But if he is, jump all over that. So uh, Nick Chubb's the same way. Nick Chubb should be back sometime in the next few weeks. I think that his value is is the lowest it's probably ever going to be. Try and take advantage, um, especially with these bye weeks. You know, people are in a pinch when it comes to their rosters. And if you can make it happen, if you can maneuver some things around and go pick up Nick Chubb, it's going to pay off big time if you can do it. Absolutely. Um, I mean, if, you, if you're able to, to trade somebody like a Kenyon Drake, if you don't need a Kenyon Drake, trade Kenyon Drake for him, especially w- with bye weeks and injuries and all this stuff. People may need a running back. Yeah, Kenyon Drake's definitely one of those guys we're looking to trade away, um, and and that would be a, a, a good good deal right there. Here's a guy, you know, here's a guy I'm tr- trying to trade for everywhere I can, and that's Clyde Edwards-Helaire. I, I'm not worried about Le'Veon Bell. I'm not uh, either. You know, uh, Bruce Arians came. Or Bruce Arians, gosh, Andy Reid came out and said that he's not here to take the job from our little guy, you know, referring to Edwards Hilaire. He's here to kind of take the load off of him. You know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is five foot seven, man. He's a little dude, 205 pounds. Just like I said, you know, as soon as that, that signing happened last week, man, I got right on the computer, man, and I put together an article about, you know, don't worry, you know, that don't freak out if you're an Edwards Hilaire owner. Um, because I don't think that this is going to hurt too awful much. But if you can find someone in your league that is freaking out, I hate to say it, but go take full advantage of that. Go get Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Go grab him. He's still going to put up running back two numbers, you know, probably. That's his floor. And then if when he scores touchdowns, then you're going to be, you know, dancing right around the mid RB1 to late RB1 yeah. type of numbers there. Go get him if you can. I, I know it's easier said than done. There's probably people rolling their eyes when I say this. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'll, you know, may as well just say go and trade for Alvin Kamara. Yeah. No, go get Edwards Alaire if you can find someone that is freaking out about it. Go go talk to him and say, hey, you know, you know, hype up Le'Veon Bell and things like that. You know, do what you can, you know. Kind of give them a mess with their head and try and get, uh, you know, Edwards Hilaire. Because right now, this is probably the best time to grab him. This is his lowest value as well. So, yeah. yeah. On the on the flip side of that, if you have Clyde Edwards Hilaire, try to go get Le'Veon Bell. He's, he'd be a great handcuff there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You know, you, it, there, there's people, it's like 50 50. There's a, you know, you listen to podcasts, you listen to, to all kinds of fantasy football shows and man it is it's 50 50 there's guys there's analysts and fantasy quote-unquote experts out there that say man I, I i'm a handcuff guy i definitely go get the handcuffs so i don't have to worry about it and then there's other you know the other half is saying hey man that's so 90s you know this isn't you know go and get somebody else you know go get those wide receivers go get depth for your team don't sit around and just waste away having alexander madison on your team or, you know, 
you know, just trying to think of, of, you know, Duke Johnson or something if you're a David Johnson owner, you know. So. Yeah, but there's there's a big difference in between Le'Veon Bell and Duke Johnson. There is, there is. But, you know, I I just want to point out that it's this whole year (laughs) has been jacked up from, from day one. And look at how many running backs that are gone, man. I mean, look at how many injuries. Saquon, McCaffrey, uh, Dalvin's already missed, you know, some time. Uh, there, there's <clears throat> so many guys that that you know that that it's happened to, and 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 all of these, all of the, those running backs were first round picks. And like we've said a million times, you can't win your fantasy league in the first round, but you damn sure can lose it. And Anyone that's you know, I don't care who you are. Anyone that drafted Saquon or or McCaffrey, you know, with that number one or two pick, man, they're hurting. They're in bad shape unless they got Mike Davis or something, you know, unless they lucked up with their depth. But um, you know, they're hurting. They're hurting. So you, you, I'm all about getting those handcuffs, you know, to protect yourself, especially the way every single week some superstar is going down. You know, protect yourself. That's all I can say about that. You know, but yeah, yeah, there are some guys we're looking to trade. I, I'll tell you a guy I, I'm looking to trade if I can. Aaron Rodgers. I'm looking to move him. Um, I've not been an Aaron Rodgers guy, but it looks like he's coming back down to earth a little bit. But uh, I still think he's got enough flair, a little bit of flash, that you can probably go and move him, try and get you something, bundle him up. It's kind of hard to get something one-on-one with him, but if you can bundle him with, with something and go get you a running back and like a, you know, because if you got Aaron Rodgers – You've probably got a decent backup on your team. You could have like a Ryan Tannehill or something like that. I'm I'm playing Tannehill over Aaron Rodgers, so I'm definitely shopping someone like a Rod. You know, uh, you know. What do you think about that? He didn't look good on Sunday, but he 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 looked great the previous games before that. Um, he's he's not necessarily a guy I'm looking to get rid of off my team. Uh, I'm matter of fact, he's probably a guy I'm. I may be looking to add to my team if, if I'm able to. Um, he just kind of had he had a bad game on Sunday against a really good Tampa Bay defense. Um, I like Aaron Rodgers. That you know, um, has he has he kind of taken a step back from what he he used to be? Sure, but he's also what 36 years old. So I mean, <clears throat> yeah. But then you know, right there, you're kind of talking about you know, giving, giving you reasons to trade him away. But, no, I get what you're saying. That I just uh, – you know, I'm not that guy that likes to live in the past. I, I, I'm looking to the future. I, I, I'm always like that. But, you know, A-Rod, I think he's going to be solid. But, like I said, you can – there's so many other guys that you can pick up, especially if you're in a one-quarterback league. I mean – Yeah, yeah. but what, what I'm saying is it, 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 it's not like he's Phillip Rivers, you know. It's true. Absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, I just think that – you can have him, and then you can go and grab someone like, you know, Matt Stafford or Tannehill, yeah. uh, you know, guys like that off of – maybe even off the waiver wire, depending on your league. You can go get guys like that. Um, and, and It's maybe, a possibility, but Rodgers is still a QB1. Yeah. Yeah, but if maybe if you have a, another QB1 or a high-end QB2 on your team and you can go and sell that name, that Aaron Rodgers to, to – everybody – it seems like every fantasy league I'm in – there's a guy or two that really values quarterbacks a lot more than they should. You know that guy that takes Patrick Mahomes in like the first round or the second round, and you're like, what? Yeah. You know, <laughs> one QB league. 
Yeah, yeah, and you're like, what the heck just happened here? Okay, well, whatever. Um, but there's those guys in almost every league. Um, so I, I find that sucker. I'm looking for the suckers, and, 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 and I'm trying to take advantage of it because it all boils down to it, man. We're trying to win a league for bragging rights. We're trying to win money. Uh, or we're just trying to keep our wives off of our asses about how much money we've spent to be in fantasy, you know, the eight fantasy leagues that we're in and, or, or more. Um, you know, so he's a guy that I'm looking to see if I can cash out on, um, especially if I have a good, good quarterback on my team already to, to play in there. Kenyon Drake's another one. You know, talked about that earlier. Um, it's great to see him have a good, good game. Take advantage of that. Try and sell high on him right now because he'll probably come back down to earth. Probably have another two, two you know, the next couple of games will be mediocre at best, and then he might – you know, put it, put together another 20-point game after that. But it, it's really, really going to be hard on you. It could lose you a couple of fantasy matchups by uh, sticking him, you know, keeping him in your lineup. So if you can sell high on him, I certainly recommend it because there are a ton of running back needy teams. In fact, every team in your fantasy league, I don't care what fantasy league it is, there's not a single person that wouldn't want to bring on another running back, even if they're sticking them on their bench. I don't care who it is. If, they, if they've got some kind of value, there's not a person in the world that wouldn't want another running back. And, and after seeing what Kenyon Drake did the other night, you might be able to sell high, take advantage of that. Well, you're also able to sell the fact that he has a couple good matchups coming up from the, over the next couple weeks. But then after that, it – it, it kind of gets a little difficult for him. Um, so, I mean, try to sell him now or even after this next week if he has a big game because after that he's probably going to go downhill again. Yeah, I just don't see him being very consistent. And it's not a Kenyon Drake uh, – it's not a knock towards him at all. He's just not a between-the-tackles type of running back. He's a little smaller. But it seems like that's what uh, that's what Arizona's trying to do with him. Um, he's a guy that you want to get out in the open space, but the guy that they're getting out in the open space is Chase Edmonds. It's just Edmonds is not getting enough touches to uh, be trustworthy, you know, in your fantasy in your fantasy starting lineup there. Um, I'll tell you another guy, buddy, I am selling high on right now. Uh, I'm cashing all my chips in on him because <clears throat> I've done it for damn three years in a row, and this is the third year in a row, and that is Adam Thielen. That dude, the first half of the season, is a superstar. And then in the second half, he just kind of fades away. He's not, you know, he's not a wide receiver one. He's a back end wide receiver two flex play. Um, <clears throat> he's a guy I'm cashing out on as soon as I can. I'm not selling low on him. I'm keeping him on my team, you know, because he's still going to put up good numbers. Um, but if I can cash out and, and, and get, you know, a nice little haul for him, buddy, I'm taking it all day. Well, if you, if you have Thielen, then hopefully you were smart enough to kind of go get Justin Jefferson also in that whenever you were drafting, just because um, either that or, or were able to pick up Jefferson earlier in the season, noticing he was going to be something really good. Um, because I, I think moving forward, like you said, I think Justin Jefferson's kind of st- going to start edging him out. Absolutely. I mean, anybody that, for the most part, if anyone took Adam Thielen in a draft, <laughs> they didn't take him as their wide receiver one. So they still have that wide receiver one on their team, uh, you know, barring any injury or, or anything. But, so it makes Adam Thielen a little bit more expendable. So go take advantage of that. See if you can get a haul for him. If not, you don't have to trade him. But if someone's really, really hurting or someone really, really likes him, go take complete advantage of that. Another guy, um, I was really, really hoping big, big things this year. Um, but it's kind of getting a little painful to start him every week now. And that's Juju. 
Juju it Smith. It hasn't really happened, has it? <laughs> no, Juju Smith-Schuster, I mean, last year we had these huge, huge high hopes. I mean, this guy was going to catch, you know, 200 balls. He was going to be a superstar. Um, but then, you know, Big Ben went down. Um, obviously, Ben's healthy this year. I mean, looks pretty good. Looks okay. Um, but Deontay Johnson was getting a lot of – I mean, he was leading the team in targets. Now the Chase Claypool – uh, high has begun. Um, James Washington. James had a big Washington. Week. Yeah, James Washington gets catches. Juju's getting left behind. Uh, it blows my mind that the talent is there. He's super, super young. Um, but none of that wins fantasy matchups for us. You know, it's it's all about the stats, and he's just not getting enough targets. He's not getting the catches. He's not getting the touchdowns. He's a guy that listen. There, there, there's Steelers fans all over the damn world, okay? And and there's not a fantasy league out there that that very rare that a fantasy league out there um, doesn't have a diehard Steelers fan in it. So go find that guy, take advantage of him, and trade him Juju. You know, go get you something. Hell, I trade Juju straight up for Adam Thielen right now. You know what I'm saying? If you can make yeah. something like that happen, I don't know. That might be a little unrealistic. Um, but if you can go trade Juju and get something for him, if you can get another, you know, wide receiver, some of these guys we were talking about maybe going and picking up, a Rob, I, I'd, I'd trade him for Robbie Anderson. I'd trade him for Justin Jefferson. I'd trade him for Stephon Diggs. Every one of those guys I would trade. You know, another guy I'd trade him for, if you could go trade him for, like, Miles Gaskin. You know, Miles Gaskin has played excellent this year. He's getting all the touches. Um, go grab him if you can. You know, uh, Juju still has a lot of name value, but uh, he's just not doing it. He's just not doing it now, and he's and we're gonna lose games if we keep plugging guys like this in our lineup that's just not getting the volume. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you another guy who he he's been putting up points. He didn't he didn't this past weekend, but prior to that he he'd been putting up solid points. That's Mike Evans. Um, he he's been putting up points, but he hasn't been putting up big numbers. Uh, he's had week one he had one catch week three he had two catches for two yards and two touchdowns so I yep. mean and then and then this past week he had one catch for 10 yards yeah he's just kind of like Juju it's just more of a name <clears throat> it's it's more of a name guy and and like I said in 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 our bold predictions episode a couple of months ago, you know, I said that Miles, that Miles, that Mike Evans would not finish as you know even a wide receiver too. I, I I predicted he'd finish outside the top twenty-five wide receivers. I mean, it was a bold, bold prediction. But the bottom line is, is Tom Brady doesn't throw on the outside, and he's not getting the volume. He's he's catching a pass here and there. The only thing that's made him, you know, have any value is the red zone. He's getting some touchdowns. Um, that's keeping him kind of. That's keeping you floating above water with him, um, but you can't count on touchdowns every week, and and so yeah, yeah. I am. I, I'm. I was selling him all off season, and if I still own him, I am moving on from that. Um, he may be, you know, in a couple of years when Tom Brady may be gone. Finally, you know, he may become more relevant with someone with a stronger arm. But Tommy, Tommy Brady just doesn't go out there. Um, to him, so he's a guy definitely selling. Um, anybody else that sticks out to you that you maybe you're looking to cash out on right now? Um, Miles Sanders, just because you don't really know how durable he's going to be throughout 
throughout the course of a season or even his career. Yeah. Um, he's he's pretty decent when he's on the field. Um, sometimes you just don't know when he's going to be on the field, though. So it's just kind of hard to it's it's, kind of, it's hard to count on him. Is he the? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think here of someone like my comp, you know, that I can think of that. Uh, you know, who's the wide receiver in 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 uh, Houston? My boy from Notre Dame. Will Fuller? Yeah, is he like the Will Fuller of running backs? Like, when he's on the field, he produces, but gosh almighty, he's, uh, you know, he gets hurt so much. I, You know me, man. If anybody that's listened to our shows, you've known me. I have never, ever, 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 ever been a Miles Sanders guy. Never have, never will be. And um, he's just, I, I've said he is not durable. He cannot stay on the field. And he is proving me exactly right. And... I can't say that I'd sell him, me personally, because there's not a damn league in the world that I own him in because I won't touch him. I wouldn't, I'm not going to spend a round two pick on him. There were other guys I was looking at there, like Clyde edwards helaire things like that when I was doing my drafts, even some of these you know wide receivers I was targeting. But I've never touched Miles Sanders. But I'm just telling you, if somebody is a Miles Sanders owner and, and you've got a guy in your league that loves him, they're an Eagles fan or whatever it is. I don't care who I don't I don't care. They're a Penn State fan. I don't give a shit. Go out there and take advantage of that. Go move on from him. This guy's gonna give you headaches and it's not gonna get any better. He's just gonna get hurt more and more and more and more. He cannot stay on the field. He's gonna kill you. You, you know? know who you know who Miles Sanders kinda of, kinda of reminds me of? Remember Ronnie Brown? Yep. It kinda of reminds me of that. You know, he super talented. Just kind of unreliable, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you spent a high draft pick. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Miles Sanders was right around that RB8, RB9, and a lot of rankings at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And and there were people that may have taken him at the back end of the first round, or, or they obviously had to spend at least a second-round pick on him. And and how pissed off are they? Hell, imagine if you imagine if you took Saquon and then you came around in the second round and took Miles Sanders. I mean, uh, God. Or here you go. Or here you go. Imagine at the back end of the first round taking Michael Thomas and then and then turning right back around taking Miles Sanders. It happened. I'm telling you. Uh, there's there's <laughs> people crazy, out there. Right? There's people listening to the show right now that are cussing us because we're digging up some bad bad feelings that they've already had. Um, but yeah, it, it has happened. It's, it's going to kill you, but I, I don't want anything to do with Miles Sanders. Uh, you know, somebody would have to give him to me dirt ass cheap for me to even take him. And, and I couldn't even plug him in my starting lineup. He'd be a bench guy for me. Um, because I build my teams and I build from the running back moving, you know, and, and then I go from there. So there, I'd have to be in a big time pinch to, to mess with Miles Sanders. I don't want anything to do with him. He's like, turning into A.J. Green for me. You know, he, he produces when he's on the field, but he just can't can't stay on the field, man. Uh, so, I don't know. Another guy that that kind of blew up, kind of like Kenyon Drake did the other day, is Julio Jones. Um, this is a little touchy. This is a little weird. This is a little depending on your situation. If you're in a dynasty league, I've said it all off season. I've said it a million times. Sell, sell, sell. Sell him. You know, sell high on him. Get out of the Julio Jones business before it's too late. Um, and and after this game he had the other day, take full advantage of that and 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 trade trade him away. Try and get you some good stuff for him. Um, 
you know, try and get younger, especially in a dynasty league. If you can get a Justin Jefferson, if you can go get Diggs, Rob, I don't know about Robbie Anderson, but, you know, some guys like that we've talked about. But on the flip side, it's kind of funny to talk about a guy you want to trade away, but maybe a guy you can trade. Listen, if you can go get him dirt cheap, I mean, I traded for him today. What did I trade for him? I traded Hollywood Brown for, for Julio Jones. Um, I was comfortable doing that. I had uh, some wide receiver depth. You know, Hollywood was kind of floating around on my bench a little bit, and I just completely upgraded my starting lineup big time. But that's those types of situations. You know, I'm always buying guys if I can get them at a good, good price. But I'm definitely selling guys if I can get a haul for them. So Julio is that guy you can, you know, he's kind of a buy or sell depending on what you have to give to get him or what you can get for him. Well, he's also always in a permanent state of questionable. Mm-hmm. He was he was listed as questionable today. He was he he was born questionable, okay? Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you know, like I mean, that's been Julio for us and we've dealt with that for years. That's the norm when it comes to him, but you know, buddy, he's not getting any younger. And and here's another thing is he is kind of He's been a, a, a subject of some trade rumors, and you know, so you kind of keep an eye out if someone misses out on signing Antonio Brown or something. They may go and and try and trade for a Julio. Um, we'll see. It's a long shot that he gets traded. He's got a pretty hefty contract, but teams can kind of maneuver around that, restructure it, you know, turn it into a signing bonus, whatever they want to do. Um, well, but you know, what well, if- shoot, I mean, we're we're two weeks out from the. From the trade deadline, you want to go ahead and get, and get into some tr- some trade deadline candidates. While we're we talking could, about it? we could, we definitely could. You know, and he's certainly um, one. Uh, the, uh, you know, I think it was Albert Breer came out and said that Houston is open for business. Um, it seems like almost everyone on their team, not named Deshaun Watson, is available via trade, meaning all of their wide receivers, and they've got four. Wide receivers that I think could fit in play. I mean, Will Fuller, we've already spoken about. If he can stay healthy, man, he's a producer. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon Cooks bounces from team to team. I don't know if he's got any more teams he can play for, man. I, <laughs> I'll tell you what. But, you know, Brandon – but see, the thing, people are always interested in Brandon Cooks. Yeah. I promise you he could find a, find a home and, and somebody could – you know, Houston needs picks. Um, they need them desperately. And so I could see them really being big-time sellers. And like I said, Brandon Cooks would be a great addition to some teams. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to bring him in as like a wide receiver one. Um, but he's a solid wide receiver that can help anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. Um, Randall Cobb can be a nice little slot receiver. He's showing that, you know, he can still play. He can still, And they still got Kenny Stills. You know, Kenny Stills, you know, is kind of a forgotten guy, but he's solid. They just He's a great deep threat. He is. He is. So I really, really can see, um, you know, for those guys being moved, that'd be something um, to see there. I, I'm interested in seeing what happens. This trade deadline, I have a feeling it's going to be nice. And we might even do a show immediately following the trade deadline, maybe that evening, and kind of talk about the fantasy impact of some of the moves because I believe there's going to be a handful of moves. And I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to be one of those teams Eric DaCosta, um, their general manager, is extremely proactive. He's extremely aggressive. He has done everything he can to improve that team. I mean, he was he was in on the DeAndre Hopkins trade, and Houston didn't didn't pull the trigger with Baltimore, but they were really, really, really close to making that deal. 
Um, they were in on Yannick Ngakwe. They had a couple of uh, couple of things almost worked out for him. Um, same thing with Jadavian Clowney. We kind of talked about that in previous shows. They were really, really close to making it. But, you know, what I'm getting at is Eric DaCosta is extremely forward-thinking and very, very aggressive, and they have to – they feel they have to get over that, that hurdle that is Kansas City. They've got to do what they can to improve their team because that is their kryptonite, and I believe they're going to be extremely aggressive at the trade deadline. I've seen a lot of J.J. Watt rumors um, – you know, being traded out of there. He's a fixture in Houston, though. I don't know if he gets moved, but, um, you know, I, I, Baltimore would be a good, good fit. But I think any team would be a good fit for J.J. Watt, Seattle, um, even Kansas City. I mean, who couldn't use, you know, a top-end edge rusher? I mean, there's not a team out there that couldn't use that. Yeah, as long as he's healthy, he's great. And he's proved to be healthy this year. Yeah, he's and, been healthy uh, this year. And if he goes to another team, um, you know, he's probably going to be super, super motivated. So it would be very, very interesting to see, you know, what happens there. Who's some other guys that sticks out to you that could be uh, trade um, candidates? A.J. Green, I think, is a, is a prime candidate mm-hmm. to, to be traded. I think that's kind of why they, they were uh, kind of showcasing him this past weekend. Yeah. Um, he, he, it looked like he was saying um, – if you're not going to use me, trade me in a video a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and then he completely denied that, but it's pretty clear what he said. Yeah, um, so I think he wants out. I think Cincinnati could use something for him. Um, So I think A.J. Green's a guy who who could go. Uh, His teammate John Ross is another one, the often injured John Ross. Yeah. Um, Another guy – what we're looking at is, is teams who are completely out of it, who have nothing left to play for, so they may as well get something out of these guys. Um, Jamison Crowder for the Jets. He's been highly productive. Any any contending team could use him. Yeah, I don't, there's not a team out there that couldn't use. I mean, he's a, a very, very good slot receiver. Um, he can find he, – he finds the open field. Um, we've talked – we talked about him, I guess, last week uh, – um, yeah, I think he's a solid, solid player, and I, I'd love to see you know him go to a contender. Yep. Um, another couple guys, a couple tight ends here. Kyle Rudolph in, in Minnesota. Um, they're not going anywhere this year. They could probably get something good for him. They already have Irv Smith uh, waiting in the wings. Um, so Kyle Rudolph could be a guy who, who could go. Another guy we talked about him earlier, Zach Ertz. He's getting older. Yep. They had Dallas Goddard already there. Um, like like you like you had said, Ertz hadn't been producing very well, and they've had contract issues as well. <clears throat> yeah, have contract issues with him. Um, so he he could be a guy who who could possibly go also. Um, and then obviously there's somebody like a Dwayne Haskins who is on the outs in Washington already. And I mean, I I don't know who who would really want him to come in and and, and compete to be a starter right now, but he'd be a decent backup for somebody. Yeah, he's going to be a career backup, I think, from this point. He's, he's to me, he's like the next Jacoby Brissett type of guy. Um, you know, he'll be, on, he'll be on teams for the next 12 years, you know, kind of bounce around as a backup. Um, but, yeah, Washington clearly missed out. They, that, that was a swing and a miss with, with Haskins. But that, that team's been a shit show anyways, so – you know, it's kind of like Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's got a lot of talent, but golly, man, 
you know that that team up in New York, man. Uh, God, they're they're an embarrassment, and, and they still have that damn coach, which yeah. drives me. Now, how how the hell Adam Gase has a job uh, is beyond me, man. Uh, he's been terrible everywhere he's been. Everywhere. The, I mean, the, the the only place he was any good at was when he was Denver's offensive coordinator. But guess what? He had Peyton Manning. He was the assistant offensive coordinator. Right. Peyton, Peyton Manning was the offensive coordinator there. Yeah, let's just call it what it is right there. Yeah, yeah, man, that's all it was. I mean, he was just there by title, and he's not been anything uh, since. He's he's never done well. Um, it's just it's it's sad. I, I would really like to see the Jets get some uh, get some better leadership there um, because they definitely you know you know Brashad Perriman they signed him that dude can't play, barely even played a snap this year I mean Denzel it, Mims hasn't and they yeah. drafted him in the first round yeah I mean it's just it's crazy man I mean how you the, you pick up these guys and they get hurt in like training camp and still have dude it's going on week seven and many guys haven't played I mean it's killing you I don't know. It just blows my Chris, mind. Well, another guy, Chris Herndon. He, he's he's got a ton of talent. Why aren't they using him? I I don't know because they don't have the leadership. They don't have the clear path of of you know showing them what they need to be doing to be successful. It's I mean they got Frank friggin' Gore, man. Yeah, Listen, that, they, you know they've been awful. rebuilding this team for freaking thirty years, man. And, you know, they're in rebuild mode, always in rebuild mode. And you're telling me that you're in rebuild mode right now when your friggin' quarterback is Joe Flacco and your running back is the 80-year-old Frank friggin' Gore? How the hell are you in rebuild mode, man? Give the ball to LeMichael Pirine. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, call up uh, Josh Adams and see what he can do for you guys. You know, golly, what, the, what, are, you, what are you fighting for? You're, you're not going to win jack shit. You know, let's... I, tell, I, t- I tell you what they're fighting for. They're fighting for that number one pick. Yeah, but, I mean, see what you got in some of these young guys. Uh, that's all I can say. And if those wide receivers can come back and, and help Sammy Darnold out, man, that'd be great. But Frank damn Gore, man, like, what? Yeah. What? Uh, that, that that whole backfield it has been a non-starter, even, even when Lev Bell was there. It, 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 I wanted – very little to do with it unless I absolutely had no choice, you know? Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're just a headache, man. And I I apologize to all you Jets fans out there if you're listening to the show. Listen, I want good things for your Jets. I really, really do. There's some players there that I really I care about. I'm a big Flacco guy, you know, me being a Baltimore. C.J. Mosley. You know, a big, big fan of him. There's guys I want to see succeed, but golly, you, I, I feel bad for you guys being Jets fans. I really, really do. It just sucks. It sucks having that guy running your team. Um, yeah. So, it's almost as bad as being a Browns fan. Ah, uh, you know they've got uh, they've got a pretty good team. I'd, I'd rather be a Browns fan right now than a Jets fan. I'll tell you that. Yeah, but historically, have. historically, it's about it's almost the same. Yeah. So let's touch a little bit. You know, we're kind of talking about that that Jets backfield with Frank Gore and LaMichael P. Ryan and guys like that. You know, obviously Gore is getting the early down touches, and if, if they happen to be around the goal line sniffing at a touchdown, then Frank Gore is going to be your guy there. Um, so he's probably the only rosterable running back on that team if you've got a fantasy team you know if you're on your fantasy team he's the guy to have uh if that. From, 
yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to be in a pinch if you need a touch. You know, he can get you a touchdown or something, um, maybe here or there. Lamichael P. Ryan, you know, if you're in a deep, deep dynasty league or something, he's definitely worth an add. Um, you know, Adam Gase has come out and says that they're going to get him more touches. You know, to really see what they've got in him. So that's someone I would look at. We t- we've already kind of talked a little bit about Ronald Jones um, down there in Tampa. Um, I still think that he's clearly the starter. It, his situation is like Kansas City's situation to me. I think Rojo is the starter, just like Clyde Edwards-Elaire is. But I think Leonard Fournette, don't get me wrong, I think Leonard Fournette is is a damn good running back, fantastic running back. Um, but I do not see him taking over that starting role. I do not take. I, I, I don't see him taking over that starting job. Just like I don't see Lev Bell taking the starting job in Kansas City. They're I mean, especially as, especially as long as Rojo is still playing well. I mean he he's had a couple really good weeks lately. Listen, so. the last two or three weeks he's looked fantastic. Yeah, he's looked great. He's looked really, really good. Now you know he's dropped a couple passes here and there. Um, that that'll drive you know Tom Brady uh, nuts. Um, but Leonard Fournette is, is, is being, is, is a little banged up as well. So it's kind of hard to trust him. But if you're a Rojo owner, I would certainly try and get Leonard Fournette, you know, and stick him on your bench just to kind of lock down that backfield just in case, just like you had said, if you're an Edwards, Elaire owner, it's certainly worth your time to go and try and pick up Lev Bell. But right now I think you probably have to pay a little too much for Lev. Maybe wait a week or so and let them play a game or two um, before the trade deadline in your fantasy league just to kind of show that Lev Bell is probably not that fantasy relevant. You know, he's a deep flex at best. But I would certainly want to own him if I was a a CEH owner. Um, Kind of talked about Jarek McKinnon earlier, Tommy, about that San Francisco backfield, you know, with – Tevin Coleman's hurt. Doesn't look like he's coming back anytime soon. Raheem Mostert is hurt again. And I really like Raheem Mostert, but he is showing right now that he may not be a starting caliber running back in the NFL just because he's he can't stay on the field. He can't take all these hits. And this is kind of showing me why he's bounced around the NFL and bounced around the league and played for like six or seven teams already. Um, well, I, I think that that's kind of – kind of the problem with that entire San Francisco backfield they I don't think any of them look like they can handle the full load I mean no they certainly Mostert, don't they all look they all look all look in the same mold Mostert Coleman McKinnon Hasty Wilson they all look the same yeah Mostert's got the burst Mostert is the home run hitter I mean he's the one you want out of that backfield but you know Jarek McKinnon uh you know, he's going to get the touches now. He's the guy you want to roster. If you're in a deep league, you know, pick up Jamichael Hasty just in case. Um, Jeff Wilson, no, 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 I'd leave that alone. Leave him out on the waiver wire. Um, but McKinnon's got to get. But, you know, Mostert is a guy maybe if he can buy low on, you might want to look at it. But uh, um, he's just scaring me more and more and more. He just cannot stay on the field. Um, you know, probably the last backfield that seems a little muddied up that we've talked about a few times that people are just kind of rolling their eyes about is the Baltimore Ravens backfield. Uh, Mark Ingram sprained his ankle, but it looks like he's going to be okay. He's going to, you know, they've got a bye week this weekend, and then they'll be playing Pittsburgh the following week, and it looks like Mark Ingram will be pretty good to go there. There is a possibility that they may not play him much 
at all in that game just to kind of keep him healthy. But that is a divisional game. They want all hands on deck. Um, they, they're going to want to beat Pittsburgh. It's, you know, whoever wins that game will be leading that division. So um, I, I expect Ingram to be right back in the fold. Um, J.K. Dobbins is clearly their, like, third down back. He He's getting the, you know, on the pass plays, he's getting those touches, he's getting those catches. So he's kind of a cheap PPR play, but still not putting up enough points. I mean, five and six fantasy points a week is just not going to cut it. It's just not going to help at all. And, and, and Gus Edwards is fairly – you know, useless. He's a great, great running back for that team. And, and he's a guy that may just maybe, you know, trade deadline, he could be part of something. Um, but that is very, very out of left field. Um, but he's not fantasy relevant right now at all. He's their closer. He's their hammer. They bring in really in the fourth quarter to just close things out. Um, I tell you, but, if, I, if I'm Baltimore, I'm not getting rid of Gus Edwards. You know, especially, especially if Ingram is having ankle problems, I'm not getting rid of Gus Edwards. Um, I tend to agree. I tend to agree, but you know, there's no telling what uh, what happens there. Um, they do have um, Justice Hill. Uh, he's not. He's not Edwards. Um, he's not Gus Edwards. They're completely two different, completely different players. Um, but you know, depending on a deal, man, if if you if you want to go make a deal with someone and someone's asking for Gus Edwards in return, listen, he's he's going to be a free agent after this year, and I doubt Baltimore ha- is going to be able to re-sign him. Um, and Mark Ingram's most likely going to get cut as well. Um, you know, he saves them five million dollars this offseason, especially with the salary cap dropping. Um, Ingram is, in my opinion, all but gone. Um, he. You know, he might sign on as maybe as a backup role or something. But, you know, this time next year, I mean, it's J- it's J.K. Dobbins' job. And, uh, you know, he's going to be a stud next year. But I don't know. Gus Edwards could be a guy that moves on. But right now he's not relevant fantasy-wise. But if you super, super deep leagues, which I'm in, and you can stick him on your bench, um, you know, let's just say he may get moved in a week in one of these deals, and he could become, uh, you know, he could get a lot more touches in some other backfield. Um, and, and he is kind of the poor man's Derrick Henry. Um, he has got a lot of tools. He's a north-south guy. He's a big, big bruiser, and people don't like to tackle him. And that that's what makes him kind of break one off here and there uh, for a nice touchdown. So, you know, that's just some someone to monitor out there. Well, there's another backfield that that we that we need to talk about. We, we kind of touched on it earlier. Uh, Miami's backfield. Um, they got you know obviously Miles Gaskin is the guy right now, um, but Matt Burita hasn't been completely useless. He he's been picking up some 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 cheap PPR points. Yeah, but Jordan Howard's been completely useless. I mean, he's a Jordan Howard scratch. has been because he's been a healthy scratch, right? Yeah. But but I mean, you're still able to use somebody like a Matt Burita. I mean, you know, especially if you're desperate, it's better to get some points than it is zero. Yeah, you're gonna, I, you know, you're hurting. You're you're hurting if you've got Matt Breida and you're starting lineup. You know. Oh, you uh, have, you absolutely are. But there's a lot of people who are hurting right now. Like, imagine if you had um, Saquon Barkley and you weren't able to go get Devonta Freeman. 
I mean, you're hurting if you got Devontae Freeman in your in your in your starting lineup. But if you weren't able to go grab him, now all of a sudden you're looking at not not having anybody in there, or ha- or having to kind of mix and match, and especially now with bye weeks, Matt Breed is better than a zero. Yeah, I guess Breed is okay. You know, and 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 here's another thing that might make you know might help with Breed's fantasy value, especially in a PPR league, is that Tua you know, has been named the starter from here on out. Yep. And he may dump off some passes to someone like Matt Breida, just to, you know, just as a kind of a safety blanket, you could say. Um, yep. So that could be cheap. You know, it could be cheap PPR points for you. So, you know, keep that in mind. You know, monitor that. That could help Breida's, <laughs> you know, to be somewhat productive, you know, to kind of help you out. I mean, we're sitting here talking about friggin' J.D. McKissick and people like Jarek McKinnon and Matt Breida's right there in that, you know, kind of in that conversation. Yep. You know, and, so. I, and I think Matt Breed is better than both of them. Oh, he is. He absolutely is. You know, he's not really hurt. He's certainly fast. He can catch the ball. Uh, he just doesn't get enough touches, no matter where he is. He just doesn't get the touches that he probably deserves. So, you know, yeah, with Tua being the starter down there, that could – it could impact his production there. You know, so that's just another one of those situations to monitor and. And now that we're kind of, you know, I kind of brought up two of there. What's your thoughts? Well, you know, you, you know, we've been waiting and waiting and wondering and wondering when Tua was going to take over. Well, guess what? It's Tua time. Well, yeah, I mean, Tua was drafted to be their franchise quarterback. I mean, he, he was he last season coming into this draft, coming in, into this past draft, he was looked at as possibly being the number one overall pick. So I mean, for him, obviously he had the hip injury, which 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 scared off you know Cincinnati, who was obviously going to take Burrow anyways because kind of a hometown kid situation there. But uh, Tua has all the ability. He has all the ability. Uh, his injury history kind of scares me a little bit. You know, hip and ankle type things. Um, but other than other than that, he has shown everything he needs to show to to prove he is a franchise quarterback. I mean, he's accurate, he's athletic and mobile, he makes good decisions and takes care of the ball. That's what you look for in a in a franchise quarterback. Guy a guy who is a proven winner. He comes from comes from the University of Alabama where he won a national title. Um I think he has everything you would want as far as it being that franchise quarterback. Um matter of fact, I think he could possibly lead Miami to the division title this year. They're only a game back. It's not like it's not like it's it's out of the realm of possibility. Um, I mean, he's got good receivers. He's got a good tight end. Um, I think he, I think Miami is clearly in that divisional race. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, we've been kind of two of fans. Uh, we've talked about who is the better pickup, who's going to be the better. You know, franchise quarterback between him and uh, Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow has has played better than I thought he would. So you know, pretty exciting things for uh, for Cincinnati. You know, with T. Higgins and those guys. But um, now I, I'm I am so I cannot wait to see Tua play. I cannot wait to see him start a game. Uh, uh, to see how he looks, how he throws the ball. 
Um, I am going to probably cringe if I see him try and scramble and run or anything like that. We're probably it's going to take us a little while to get over the the thoughts of him getting hurt. Um, and I hope that he gets past that, and I hope it kind of just puts uh, puts everybody's mind at ease. But I am. I'm super, super stoked and excited to see what he can bring to that team. They've got some decent wide receivers down there with Preston yeah. Williams. And, yeah, Devontae Parker and Mike Gusecki. And, I mean, yeah. they, they have guys. I mean, Fitz – Fitz was pumped up whenever Tua came into the game on Sunday. He was super excited. For oh, gosh, then, he was pumping up the crowd. Yeah, he was yeah, waving yeah. out there, and, and then all of a sudden, now yeah. he's taking your job, buddy. Yeah, now, you know, Tua, Tua was named the starter, and, you know, he, he he's expressed a little, a little bit of heartbreak from it, which, which is which is fine. Um, he he, he, he kind of looked at it as being his team this year. Um, yeah, but you got to know. I mean, listen, they drafted. Yeah, Tua. They, they drafted him in you know top five. What, what number four overall is that yeah. what it was? Yeah. So I mean, the time was was eventually going to come, and Tua will bring the eyes to Miami. Mm-hmm. Whereas Fitzpatrick just wasn't bringing viewers in. Tua will. Tua's a money maker, and he is, and he's going <laughs> to sell jerseys. He's he's. Um, you know, there's a lot of Alabama bandwagon fans out there, as you and I both know. Oh, yeah. um, so they're desperate. They're super desperate to see one of their quarterbacks actually be successful in the NFL. I mean, I think Joe Namath was the last one. So, uh, so they're they're they're. I don't know if they're claiming Jalen Hurts or not, but uh, they. I'm sure there'll be a few that that does that. I mean, maybe like they're claiming. Uh, you know, Alvin Kamara, you know, he's an Alabama guy. Roll right. tide, roll damn tide. Right. Uh, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I, but I want to tell you, man, I'm excited. I want to see what Tua can do. Um, it excites me, so I know it's going to excite plenty of people out there. You know, I like the Dolphins, and I, and I hope it works out for them. I certainly don't want to see that guy go down there and get hurt. Um, I, I don't wish that on anyone, not on a single person. So, I am super stoked to see what he does. I want to see uh, if he's going to be fantasy relevant. I know he's a hot waiver wire ad right now. Um, in a one quarterback league, I'm not touching him unless it's deep, you know, deep rosters. Like we, we always say, I'm not fooling with him one bit. Um, I'm going to have to see a little bit before I'm even considering him in a fantasy league. Now, listen, if you're in a dynasty league, duh. If you're in a, a super flex league, you know, double duh. You know, go get him. Um, but in a one quarterback league, uh, there's nothing. Uh, I'm not messing with him just yet. Yeah, but if you're able to to take a chance and stash him, and all of a sudden he 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 becomes this savior in Miami. I mean he he's worth it. He's worth a stash, especially if you have a deeper bench. I don't think he would play any worse than. I mean, I don't think he could. No, I don't want to say play any worse. I don't know if he plays any better than what Fitzpatrick has done this year. Oh, Fitz was was having a pretty solid season. I mean, it wasn't like he, you know, was cr- crapped the bed the other day. So they put in, you know, Tua. They put him in because they they had a comfortable lead. Yeah, I mean, they were up twenty four nothing when they put him in. So yeah, but I mean, they they figured, hey, we've seen what we need to see from him. We're putting him in. So yeah, so uh, let's cross our fingers. Hope that he doesn't get hurt. Let's hope that he does well. I'm certainly rooting for him. I I want to see him succeed, man. That guy. Uh, had a bad, bad injury. He's worked his butt off to come back from it, and and I'm just hoping that he does well. So, 
Yep. So I, I'll tell you what, Tommy, I think that probably does it for today's show. Um, I don't know. You got anything else to add there? Not really. Uh, I, I think we pretty much covered everything we were wanting to cover tonight. Absolutely. So we just want to tell everybody out there, thanks for listening to the show. You know, shoot us some messages, you know, on Twitter. If you got any questions, we'll hit you back as soon as we can. Um, you know, if you it, it, subscribe to our podcast on Apple, it just helps us out so much. We, we, we really, really appreciate that. But um, with all that being said, um, my name's Bob. His name is Tommy. Like we said, appreciate you listening to the show. And everyone, please, please, please stay safe out there. <laughs>